Hello and welcome to another episode of the More From Law podcast. I'm your host, Harry Clark. This episode features Oliver Haddock, founder of the London Young Professionals Network and chair of the London Young Lawyers Group. In this episode, Ollie and I discuss networking within the legal field, including how to get better at it and why it's so important both in practice and when you're looking to join the legal profession starting out your career. Let's get into it. So hi, Ollie. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Hi, not a problem. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. And we were talking off air. I understand you've done a few podcasts in the past and obviously all kinds of different networking events, um, which is what we're obviously going to be talking about today. But it's great to have you on this one. Um, I know we've kind of wanted to get this going for a while, but I hope this is going to be a really kind of informational conversation about something that um, I think a lot of students and generally a lot of lawyers hear a lot about as one of those kind of buzzwords of networking. Um, But hopefully we can just sort of shine a bit of a light on what it's all about and kind of yeah, give exactly. some insights. Dispel um, a few myths. Exactly, yeah, because I'm sure there's plenty of them whenever there's a buzzword <laughs> involved. But yeah. um, before we get too much into that side of things, a nice little icebreaker question I like to ask when people come on the show is, is why did you originally want to work within the law in the first place? And what's your sort of background to date for people who, who haven't had the opportunity to meet you? Um, so I guess it probably started from my undergraduate degree. So I studied international relations at Birmingham. And just found mm-hmm. myself sort of leaning towards modules with an international law element. I, mm-hmm. I ended up doing my dissertation on a humanitarian refugee law issue. Um, mm-hmm. And I was really taken by initially international law academically, um, particularly the sort of concept of lack of enforceability, which mm-hmm. frustrates me to this day, but I found fascinating <laughs> as a sort of academic concept. Um, mm-hmm. And from there, that's what sort of led me to think about a career in the law. So it was relatively I say late it was only in my third year where I started thinking about it so you then look at training contracts and I didn't have a clue what they were I didn't realize you had to wait two years to get them um, and so from there I started applying to my GDL and LPC at BPP down in London mm-hmm. um, and then like many of us had to do a year of paralegaling before my training contract started um, and I spent a year at UBS in their wealth management division um, had a great time, learned lots of things, and then got cracking. So I, I trained at the firm I'm still with, Radcliffe's mm. Labrassa. It's a sort of mid-sized city firm, and they, they do a bit of everything, really. And, yeah, I qualified into their disputes team. So I have a commercial litigation, a bit of regulatory work, and sort of white-collar crime. So a broad disputes practice, I call it. Fantastic. And I guess given the fact you've kind of gone from a bit of a non-law background, you went through the paralegaling phase, like you said, and obviously now practicing now, you must have had your fair share of networking events, different conferences, obviously using social media as well in this digital age. Um, so I guess it's a kind of broad starter question. Um, what do you view networking as and, 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 and why is it so important, do you think, to especially junior lawyers? Um, look, I think networking these days is an absolute non-negotiable, non-negotiable, mm-hmm. whatever level you're at. Um, lawyers can't just do law anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to offer more to your firm. But there's also lots of personal development elements of networking. And I think um, to understand the importance of it, you have to get it out of your head that networking is just about bringing in new clients. It's not. Mm-hmm. Good networking is essentially building genuine relationships. It's mm-hmm. as simple as that. So equally as important as bringing new clients in is retaining the ones you've got, keeping them happy. The easiest work comes from existing clients and referrals. Mm. With a strong network, if you start building that network, other opportunities come along. I always say you never know when you're speaking to your next boss. Mm. Um, and that couldn't be more true and more relevant right now. There are two, uh, two of the committee from the LYLG have actually leveraged their network to land new roles 
during a global mm. pandemic when there are no jobs going. So you mm. just never mm. know how that network that you start building and should start building early on is going to help you. Um, there's also, I think people overlook the idea of internal networking, mm-hmm. um, which is to a junior, especially probably more important than the external networking. So if you're a trainee and you want a particular seat or if you want a specific NQ role, there may be lots of competition for this. How are you going to get a head up on someone else? Well, build relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a junior, uh, the same goes to trainees to some extent. You have to make yourself the person that a partner turns to um, with the interesting work. So mm-hmm. how do you do that? Again, build relationships. So it really is important to so many aspects of your work and of your career. It's not just this idea of you know going along to a huge networking event and coming away with a host of cards and bringing in new clients. There's, there's a lot <laughs> Free more stuff. It. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think a really kind of common phrasing or kind of framing for um, networking that certainly I get a lot of questions about from students is um, making the most of things like open days, uh, vacation schemes, you know, those opportunities to kind of internally network, as you say, um, and certainly not just trying to collect email addresses and free pens and, and cards and so on. So <laughs> when it comes to those kind of yeah. like, yeah, all kinds of stuff I've got in my bag still from from law fairs and whatnot. Um, but I guess when it comes to those kind of shorter time frames, when you've got, you know, say only a few days or a week or so to try to make that initial impression and, and kind of make that initial connection to follow up on what's your sort of advice there to, to do that? Um, well, I think actually that the throwaway line that you, you, you used right at the end there, that following up, that's mm-hmm. the most important thing. So I once heard at, at an event that the LYLG, which we'll come on to a bit later, were running, um, mm-hmm. we had a grad recruitment officer there and they were saying, when people speak to them and they often get in touch and they try and uh, LinkedIn with the, the, the grad recruitment head. Um, and the question is always, so what are you doing to engage with my firm? What are you doing that's different to show that you want to come to my firm? Um, mm-hmm. Have you tried to find out if we are running public events, open events? Have you followed us on, it used to be Twitter, it's probably more uh, Instagram and LinkedIn now, um, seen what we're up to, seen what articles we're writing and that sort of thing. So, when you're writing the applications, it's not just a question of going to the website and finding their buzzwords. Mm. Have you really been following the firm for a little while on their social media to really get a, a feel for what the firm's up to? Um, you know, it has to be genuine. You can't just find these things out in five mm. minutes on a website. And I guess on the second half of networking, which we kind of hinted at at the beginning of the answer, um, you know, we kind of covered the importance on the personal side of things when it comes to securing a job, securing a position you like. But you also kind of mentioned a bit about clients and kind of the business development side of things as well. Um, in your experience, can you just kind of elaborate a bit more on that? Um, so, so the retention clients element, that, mm-hmm. that was one that I, I think, again, gets overlooked. And if you see networking as relationship building, well, that's a huge, huge element of it. Mm-hmm. Um, retention of clients, you know, you see people will host these rather grand Christmas events and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be like that, you know, but, but if you know your client is interested in something, um, send them an article. If you see an article on LinkedIn and you know it's relevant to a client, uh, forward it to them. You know, and, and it's a good way of keeping that relationship going, uh, particularly in, in my field in, in disputes. You don't, you know, when, when you finish a matter, a client probably never wants to see you again um, because you've been involved in a two-year case and, you know, win, lose or draw, it's, it's not an experience that clients want to go through all the time. So mm. to just stay in their mind with maybe a piece of good news, an article that might be of interest to them, um, mm-hmm. is, is, I think, more effective 
than you know the grand Christmas party where you, you, you get bring them to the office for half an hour and hardly hardly speak to them. And I guess this episode, we've talked, you know, a little bit about the kind of importance of networking and why it's vital. But of course, I think it's really important to discuss how to kind of have some actionable tips to actually get better at it when it comes to practice, either for those who are already practicing law or looking to to join the profession. So um, I guess as a kind of broad brush starter question, um, what are your kind of tips to kind of get better at this skill of networking? So one of my big missions with everything that I'm doing is is to try and help people understand that networking is a skill or a skill set like any other. And it's built mm-hmm. through practice and it's built by putting yourself out of your comfort zone. Um, this this myth that, that networking skills are innate, that you either have it or you don't. You're, you're an extrovert or you're an introvert. And if you're an introvert, you mm-hmm. can't network. I, I just don't buy into that. I don't, it's certainly not what I've seen from experience. Um, and it's something I think people need to learn as early as possible. If you put yourself into scenarios where you are surrounded by people and have to start making those conversations as early as possible, you get better. And mm. there are sort of three points that I'd make here. So firstly, there are rules to networking that mm. in some respects make it slightly easier than uh, so some social scenarios anyway. So mm-hmm. You can, for instance, once a conversation starts drying up, simply say to someone, listen, um, it's been fantastic to meet you. I've got to get myself around the room. Here's my card or or let's add each other on LinkedIn. Thank you so much and move on. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's possibly not always as easy in a social scenario where you're tucked in a corner of a drinks party and you can't really get away. You you, you really can do that at a networking event. Equally, um, if you go to a networking event on your own, which I often advocate, um, mm-hmm. You can walk up to a group and, you know, people you've never met before and say, hi, everyone, um, my name's X. How are we doing? Or, or what's your background? How have you come across the night? Or things like that. It's normal, it's natural, and it's allowed. Whereas if you did that in a bar on a, on a Friday night, it might be a bit strange. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. there, are, there are rules to networking that make it slightly easier. Um, mm-hmm. Second point, do someone a favor. Um, it can be completely altruistic at the time. Um, like I said, send them an article or if you see someone uh, reaching out on LinkedIn updating a status saying does anyone know someone that does this put them in touch do that start doing that now because you never know when in five years time that person may think huh someone's looking for a lawyer I know a good one that helped me out all that time Mm. so that's the second tip third tip um, yeah building relationships like i said so going back to what i said earlier about what networking is so if networking is the building of relationships then you can do it your own way you don't have to go to the grand conferences like i was saying and and with your Mm. with your name badge on um if you prefer one-to-one if you prefer smaller groups go for a coffee um Mm. in in this day and age suggest a quick zoom chat um Mm. you know do however it works for you um, there's not one size fits all with networking. Absolutely. And I only agree with your point. I think when I kind of first started taking things like LinkedIn and networking really seriously back in September, um, I never actually left the house for a professional kind of reason or anything like that for about three months and was still able to kind of meet people online just because, you know, I think, I think digital networking really has its advantages now. You, you don't have to kind of, you know, think of something spontaneously. You can just kind of think it through before you send it. You can really kind of 
literally filter what it is you're looking for, um, kind of get suggestions based on the algorithms of, of kind of who exactly. else to connect with. And I think so, people uh, are, um, especially with everything that's going on now, you know, people don't, going to a networking event can involve having or you know, feeling the need to have a drink. It can mm-hmm. involve getting home very late. It can involve, uh, you know, all sorts of issues that, uh, and pressures on, on one's time. Um, so, and even, even going for a coffee, you know, how many lunches do we have spare to go for a coffee? You know, we're all very busy. So as you say, mm-hmm. the, 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 the easy nudge, the LinkedIn uh, message, the, the, that sort of thing, the um, online virtual networking is, is, has its positives for sure. Mm. And you said something really interesting in your answer, um, just very quickly, you sort of mentioned going to networking events on your own, which you sort of advocated, um, which I thought was really interesting, because, uh, you know, when I was at university, especially, in, you know, first year of law school or law, law degree, and all these firms rocking up on your campus, it's, it can be really quite intimidating. Um, and I was quite sort of introverted at the time. And um, I always felt that going with someone else um could be beneficial in some ways but certainly detractive in others if you're sort of too reliant upon them i was just kind of curious well, that, yeah to, that's exactly that's, why you that's, sort of suggested you've it. come to the point already um <laughs> I, I just find especially um when i was a trainee just started and for instance even at our firm they would mm-hmm. encourage the trainees to come along to as many networking events just to you know help build the uh, brand of the firm and all that sort of stuff and i'd find myself I'd go up with a trainee that I knew well. I'd, we'd stand in a corner and I'd chat to them for the evening. And if mm. they're not there, that that crutch, you know, you don't have anything to rely on. You you sort of have to go out into the, uh, the the other conversations and put yourself out there. So, look again, it's horses for courses. If 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 you find that it helps and broaching another conversation as the two of you is an easy way for you to get into it, fine. I've mm. I've found that it. it provided a bit of a crutch and maybe meant that I didn't put myself out there and speak to as many people as I should have. You know, we've talked a lot about kind of just networking generally but of course one of the main reasons i wanted to have you here today was uh, for two acronyms <laughs> L-Y-P- <laughs> l-p-y-n l-y oh i know Jeez. honestly i people that, and <laughs> I, yeah people that know the organizations very well still can't mm. get the head around them so there's no shame <laughs> <in there. laughs> well let's let's start with the first one what was your sort of desire to sort of found this kind of networking group and, and sort of what was its sort of main functions in your role today so the LYP, actually the LYPM was sort of, in my mind, a progression from the LYLG, which is the London Young Lawyers Group, which mm-hmm. many of your uh, listeners, I hope, uh, will know about. If they don't, they then they, they will after this. So mm-hmm. I'll start, I'll sort of start with the genesis from there. So the LYLG, the London Young Lawyers Group, is essentially a London branch. It's one of the London branches, you wouldn't guess it from the name, of the JLD. Um, Now there's a a Leeds JLD, a Manchester JLD, and depending on who you ask, uh, there are various reasons for why we are not called London JLD. There is a South London JLD, but we are just the London Young Lawyers Group. Um, In the normal course of business, we run uh, monthly events in person. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's not happened for a while. Uh, Whether they be networking events, seminars, um, we have some amazing ones on our roster. So we have a summer boat party on the Thames, mm-hmm. which is a sort of staple of our calendar, and it always goes down very well. Recently, we ran an event at the Supreme Court, which was mm-hmm. uh, unbelievable. They uh, and they, they were actually very good at hosting us. They were willing to do tours of the courts, 
they were willing to speak to us individually about what goes on there. And it was an amazing experience to be able to sort of have a networking drinks in the, the main hall there. Um, mm. We co-host in the International Weekend, the annual International Weekend, with the JLD Exec Committee and the European Young Bar Association. And, mm. you know, we have some amazing venues. So our Christmas party is... Uh, tends to be in the Middle Temple Hall, which if you haven't been, um, next time you're in London, do check it out. It's amazing. We host that with the Middle Temple Young Bar Association. Mm-hmm. So we also support, as well as the events, we support some amazing initiatives. So we've run pro bono campaigns. We have a, currently have a, a mentoring uh, initiative and scheme going on, and we support charitable organisations. Um, but as I said, at the moment, the young lawyers, much like many networks out there uh, are doing a lot more on our socials so mm. we have run a few instagram lives we've done a few zoom events and i believe um we're running our next one is something you're involved in so we've got an exciting yes. partnership we hope with grow grow mentoring which you, mm. you know do check out if you don't know it. um and i think i am um, you're uh, on the panel for us is that right that is, yeah. I think I recently came came into contact with it. Um, I mean, all honesty, I think well, I've had quite a lot of webinars so and it, things afraid. going on. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I said yes. Yeah, good. good. Um, yeah, that would be good because because mentoring, uh, um, you know, is is always important. But I think with some of the maybe anxieties around uh, starting new jobs and trying to get training contracts in the current climate, that will be ever mm-hmm. ever more important. So, yeah, really glad to be doing that. Um, so the young lawyers have an amazing committee of about. 10, I think, um, mm. and four fantastic ambassadors, including Sophie or Legally Run, as many of you may know her as. Um, and, and it honestly wouldn't be possible without all of them because we run these events every month. So we split into teams and there's a lot of work to be done. So it's a real team effort. I'd been the vice chair for about two years and then took over as chair in December. Fantastic. So that's that's the LYLG. That's the lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's the sort of strictly legal network. But as you mm-hmm. said, that, that then fed into the the next project, as it were, which is the LYPN, which is the London Young Professionals Network. Mm-hmm. So as I qualified, I and this goes back to what we were saying about what networking is. So I think that develops and possibly changes as your career develops. So as I qualified, I started seeing a need to be networking with other industries because you start having pressures on you to bring work in. And mm. I didn't really know where to look. Uh, you know, there's huge organisations like the London Chamber of Commerce, um, but there wasn't much at the junior end that really offered a sort of cross-industry element. So mm. I just sort of thought, well, look, there's the London Young Lawyers Group and a number of other legal groups. There are all these other industries that have similar organisations doing similar things in London, and none of us are talking. None of us are communicating. None of us are collaborating. I think we'd run, in the four years I've been involved with the OYLG, we'd done a wine and cheese tasting with the Royal Institute of Charter Surveyors. But, you know, that just wasn't offering enough to our members um, in terms of cross-industry networking. So I reached out to all these other organisations and it was a sort of light bulb moment, really. (laughs) You know, you have these conversations with them and you say, so listen, shall we just sit around a room once every few months, discuss what we're up to, see if there's any room for collaboration. And, you know, every single one of them was sort of like, huh, good idea. Yeah, why are we not doing that? (laughs) You know, it's a really easy, easy idea. It's not rocket science, but it just meant that all those other industry bodies in London, we could start working with. Um, Mm. 
and that's been really great. So we've now had, I think we've got eight member organizations. Um, we've got the ICAW, the accountants. We've got the Next Generation Insurance Network, uh, the RICS, the surveyors. We have uh, management consultants. We've got the bar. We've got architecture. We've got all sorts. So, yeah, it's mm. a really good way of bringing industries together because ultimately they could be your clients, your referrers and all that sort of thing. Absolutely. And I guess just on a further point from the personal side of things, um, the benefit of networking with people outside your own industries, um, even if you're pretty set on, say, being a solicitor or a barrister or you're trying to just expose other career routes is at least I think in my experience kind of really opened you up to the other kind of facets of what your industry is all about and the different perspectives on it. And ultimately kind of led to the, the creation of this podcast was to try to get all these different viewpoints on. So um, certainly from that client perspective, but also from that personal one as well, trying yeah, to absolutely. understand absolutely. all those other professional groups is um yeah, and, and uh, it, you know, we've always said we like to think of the OLG as, as a sort of support network for juniors mm-hmm. coming into London. So a lot of uh, trainee sisters in London have gone to universities around the country, have grown up all around the country, and they move to London and don't necessarily, they may have a few friends from uni here, but don't necessarily have that support network. And um, particularly within the industry, because the industry does have its pressures. It has its long hours. It has its, um, you know, it puts its pressures on you mentally. So to have people that you can speak to about those things within your industry um, and indeed within other industries, it can be really, really helpful. Absolutely. Well, we've talked a lot about kind of networking today, right from, you know, those kind of initial ideas as to what it's all about and some tips to get better. Um, But where can people go to learn more about yourself and those two kind of networking groups that we mentioned at the end of this episode? Definitely. So uh, LinkedIn for me personally, and then obviously, so Mm -hmm. the the two, the LYPN and the LYLG have their own LinkedIn pages. That's a really easy way of keeping an eye on what's going on. So one of one of the aims is to help uh, not only promote the events that our member organisations are running, but to use those channels as a way of promoting all sorts of events and initiatives that are of value to people in the early stages of their career, whether that be mental health, whether that be taking your first steps on a property ladder, whatever that is. So uh, the LinkedIn is a really good place to find all sorts of updates like that. We've got, they both have Instagrams, both have Twitters, um, and you can find our mailing lists through through websites and all that sort of thing quite easily as well. So do check it out and keep an eye on uh, what's coming up. Fantastic. Well, thanks for coming on today anyway and sharing your thoughts on networking and I'll be following what the groups are doing um, with close interest in the Do and the you'll, be, you'll be involved in it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward exactly. to it. Perfect. Well, thanks for coming on today. A pleasure. Cheers. Lovely. Speak soon. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of the More From Law podcast. The amount of support the show has received recently has been unbelievable. So thanks again for playing your part in that by listening. If you'd like to support the show, please rate it five stars on the iTunes store and follow the show on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps the show reach more listeners. If you're looking for more tips, resources, and guides, you can visit my website, www.harryclarklaw.com, where you can also sign up to my newsletter and stay up to date with everything that I'm up to. For now, though, I'll see you in the next episode of More From Law.